Hey everyone, welcome to the Promise Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at My Promise Church. And to see what else is going on around here at Promise, please visit us at mypromisechurch.com. We hope this message you're about to listen to ministers to you and changes your life. Enjoy. time together. Come on, let's praise him together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So glad to be with you. Stand with me. I'm going to just open uh, to just two verses here quickly. I'm going to do two passages, but it's going to be quick uh, that we'll open up to this morning. How's everybody doing? It's so good to see you. A beautiful day outside. I hope that you had a beautiful holiday weekend, Thanksgiving, food, family, all of that good stuff, Um, and uh, I trust that you did. I know that uh, most folks um, are not from Florida, so people traveling here or there or something like that uh, maybe travels a little less this year, but still, uh, I hope that you had a blessed holiday with whoever you spent it with. Um, It's one of those holidays that... um, really does have an element um, that the Lord has commanded us to uh, have thanks, to be grateful for the things that he's given us. So the last few weeks, we've kind of been in that vein, and I'm going to continue that today. And I just want to talk to you about rejoicing in every day, rejoicing in today. And so uh, I want to go to Psalm 118, 24. This is specifically about the Lord's day, but it is true with all days. And the psalmist said this, you can read it with me because you probably know it. Psalm 118:24. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I feel like I remember singing that song in kids church when I was a child. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. What I love about it is it's not just I'm going to rejoice in it, but it's we are going to rejoice in it. You and I are going to rejoice together in the day that the Lord has made. Now the idea is that I can rejoice in this day and in every day just if there was no other reason to rejoice. I can rejoice just because it's the day the Lord made. So I want to couple this with the verse that we've been looking at every week over the last three weeks, but it's 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything, give thanks. And so in every day, in everything, in every season, in every year, in every situation and circumstance, it's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and I to give thanks. And so we can rejoice in today, and I want to tell you how and why and all of those good things today. Turn to somebody, welcome them into the house, wave at them, and you can be seated after you've done that. God bless you. Thank you, the worship team, for being here today, leading us in worship. Thank you, everybody that's helping us make this congregation happen in uh, these trying times, for sure. But, you know, I want to talk to you about rejoicing today. You know, it's been a theme of our last three Sundays as we've gathered together and opened the Word together. 
that in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, that it told us that it's the will of God in Christ Jesus for us to give thanks, not just in some things, not just in good things, not just in average things, but God's will for us is to give thanks in everything. We saw last week that we don't just wait until the conclusion of the matter to give thanks. We don't just wait until our day is bright and sunny and cheery and all that kind of stuff. But we give thanks in the middle of the storm. We give thanks on the way into the storm. We give thanks on the way out of the storm. And so it's not the will of God that I just give thanks to Him on sunny days. But it's the will of God that I give thanks to Him on cloudy days. Now this is the sunshine state, so we've got it a little easier than most. But we can give thanks on sunny days, cloudy days, and stormy days, and every day in between. Now that doesn't mean that God intends for us to just shut off our emotions as some robot would. I think sometimes we think, okay, I've got to give thanks in everything so we just kind of mechanically or as a robot would we just say okay I'll obey and just say thank you Jesus but that's not how God wants us to be in fact God has created us with emotions we know that Jesus himself was overcome with emotions a lot of times one time it tells us that Jesus leaped for joy It tells us that one time that the Lord looked at the scattering of God's people and he was grieved by it. We see another time when Lazarus passes away that he is moved to tears. Then of course we see on the night of his betrayal as he knew what was awaiting him. Not only for the trial and the arrest and the betrayal but also at Calvary. And he, the Bible says that he was so anguished and so stressed and so uh, just, just overcome with anguish that he was sweating great drops of blood. And so in understanding all of that God is not asking us to give thanks for everything. But truly, we can give thanks to God in everything. And there's something, I'll tell you, in everything in life, there is something to give God thanks for. I remember Paul was threatened and he said, you know what? If I live, I'm going to keep living for Christ. But if I die, I've got a heavenly reward to gain. And so Paul was even in that kind of moment saying, you know what? There is blessing in this hour. There's blessing in this season. And I just want to remind you today, no matter what you're walking through, that in every season, in every wilderness, in every trial, in every storm, in every hardship, in every valley, in every year, and in every day that we can say, thank you, Jesus, and I've got a praise in my heart, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad. And the psalmist gave us this nugget of truth that the reason I can rejoice and the reason that I can be glad is if for no other reason is that this is the day that the Lord has made. This is, right now, today, the day you're living in, is the day that God has made. He didn't just make a batch of days, but this is a day that God created. And it's such a foundational truth that our Bible, your Bible, opens by telling us about it. 
Now, at the risk of being too elementary, just let me lay the foundation today. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We still believe that. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, and we're only three verses in. This is foundational stuff. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, saw that it was good, divided it, separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning that was the first day God created the days this is the day that the Lord has made and so even in a day where we have to dig down deep maybe to find a thanksgiving in our heart maybe in this trying time I want to just give you a simple but really a life-changing truth today. Like the psalmist said, we can rejoice and be glad for no other reason that this is the day that the Lord has made. And so from that very first day to the day that you woke up in today, God created that day. I just want to tell you today whether it was a good day or a bad day, a happy day or a sad day, an exciting day or a boring day, an eventful day or an uneventful day, a day that brought profit, a day that brought loss, a day that brought you blessing or a day that brought you debt, a day of salvation or a day of judgment, no matter what kind of day it is, it is still the day that the Lord has made. And so whatever this day may hold, whatever this day may bring, if you're up, God still made it. If you're down, God still made it. If you're blessed today or if you're broken and bruised, God still made the day. If you're uplifted or you're knocked down, if you're promoted or even if you were demoted, hear me today, it is still a day that God has made. John chapter 9 God made the day when the blind man went down to the pool of Siloam. He washed his eyes in the pool and his eyes opened. God made that day. But he also made the day that that man was born blind because Jesus said this man was born blind. God made the day that the God's people were cornered like we saw last week uh, from the chariots of Egypt and the Red Sea. God made the day that they stood there terrified thinking that they were going to come down on them. But God also made the day that Miriam led that victory song on the other side of the Red Sea. God made that entire day. He made the days that Israel, remember uh, uh, the Bible said Goliath would come out day after day. And taunt the people of God and say, come out. He would mock them. He would taunt them saying, send somebody out to fight me. He made all of those days. But God also made the day 
that David showed up with cheese and bread for his brothers and said, is there not a cause? Why is Israel letting this giant talk to us like this? And God made the day that David picked up five smooth stones, put one in his slingshot, slung it at the giant, and the enemy fell down. Know it today that God made all those days of oppression, but God also made that day of victory. He made the day that the prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house and anointed David to be the next king of Israel. But guess what? David had to live through a lot of days between the anointing and the throne and God made all of those days. I can keep going. God made all of those days. God made the day that Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But God also made the day that he came out. He made the day that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown into the fiery furnace. But he was also God of the day that they walked out without even the smell of smoke on their clothes. He made the day that Paul and Silas were arrested. They were whipped. They were beaten. They were thrown in the innermost prison. They were chained to the wall and chained to the guard. But he also made the next day because the Bible said as the clock struck midnight that they began to sing praises to God and God made the day that an earthquake hit the prison that the doors opened that their chains were loosed and they baptized that Philippian uh, jailer because he saw the power of God in their life I want to tell you God made both of those days and no matter what kind of day it is you can find peace and comfort and joy just knowing that God is the God of this day and God made this day. He made this day. So I just want to give you a few things today. If He made this day, I can rejoice and I can be glad in it because He's in it with us. He's in this day with us. No matter if it's a good day or a bad day, God doesn't leave you. He's not like, okay, it's a good day. You all are fine. I'm going I'm to leave you for a little while. And he doesn't do that on the bad days either. I think sometimes we feel like on the bad days that we've disappointed God or we've separated from God. But he's with us on the good day and he's with us on the bad day. David understood shepherding very well. His father put him out in the fields from a very young age. And God was shaping David on those hillside of leading the sheep in order to be able to trust him with leading God's people. And so he understood shepherding very well. And he penned that beautiful psalm in Psalm 23 when he said, The Lord is like our shepherd. In fact, the Lord is our shepherd is what he wrote. And he said, the Lord leads me, my shepherd leads me beside green pastures. How many know there are days when you're walking in green pastures? And he is leading me and he made those days when I walk through green pastures. But then he said, the Lord is our shepherd. And he said, he leads me beside still waters. God is our shepherd when we're walking beside still waters. But then he tells us that there are other days that God leads me through valleys. 
shadowy valleys, dark valleys, dangerous valleys, valleys with violence in them. But David said, even in that shadowy valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And he closes that psalm out by saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the all of the days of my life. David knew God was leading him all the days of his life. God knew that his, he knew that God's mercy and goodness was following him all the days of his life. He knew that God was present with him and all of God's blessings was present with him. That's right. He said, all of the days of my life. And so understand today that there is not a day that you will wake up in that God is not in it with you. There's not a day that you will wake up in that God is not there with you. In fact, we know that He's already in tomorrow. He's outside of time. He's in yesterday. He's in today. And He's in tomorrow. So if you wake up in a good day, God is there. If you wake up in a bad day, God is there. If your day is walking through green pastures... God is there. If your day is walking in a shadowy valley, God is there. David said in Psalm 90 that, God, you are from everlasting to everlasting. He said before the mountains were formed, God, you were already there. Now, I don't know about you, but from everlasting to everlasting, I feel like that spans all of my days. I don't feel like I'm going to live from everlasting to everlasting. So I'm somewhere in between that timeline there. And if God is from everlasting to everlasting, that means that God's presence will span good days, bad days, and otherwise days. In fact, the Hebrew letter said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So He's from everlasting to everlasting. He's from eternity past to eternity future. He's from the first day to the last day. And if he is from everlasting to everlasting, I just want to remind you today that he is in yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's in your today. He's in your yesterday. He's in your tomorrow. He's in your next week, next month, next year, next decade. You will never wake up in a day that God is not there waiting for you. And if you look around today and you have nothing else to rejoice about, rejoice because God made the day and His goodness and mercy are following you all of the days of your life. Jesus told us Himself in John 16, He said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Connect that with the parting words of Jesus in Matthew 28 and 20. He said, surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Jesus is telling us, you'll have tribulation, but I've already won. You'll have hard days, but I'm with you even to the end day, even to the last day, even to the end of the age. And so those three Hebrew boys, they were thrown in the fire. But guess what? Jesus was with them in the fire. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, but guess what? God was with him 
in the lion's den. And I promise you, we will have ups, we will have downs, but God's promises, he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. David said, there's times where I feel like I could ascend into the heavenlies. I'm just flying high, I've got wings on my back, everything's going great, and I know that you are there. But where could I go to escape your presence? Because some days it feels like my bed is in hell itself, but yet you're with me there too. So Lord, where can I go that you will not be with me? The answer is you cannot escape his presence. He is with you in today, tomorrow. God is always with us in every day that we live in. The second thing is, is if he made the day, I can rejoice and be glad in it because there's a blessing in today. There is. There's a blessing in today. In fact, there's a blessing in every day that God has made. We are told that we ought to number our days because they're precious. We are told that, that our life is really just like a, a, a passing vapor. That our days are precious. That our time is precious. And so every day that God opens your eyes, every day that God gives you a new sunrise, every day that God wakes you up is a blessing. In fact, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow because right now you have today. And nobody is actually promised tomorrow, but what we do have is today. What we do possess right now is today. And so there is a blessing in every day. And that's why I can give thanks in everything and in every day. Not for everything that happens in every day. But there are still blessings and there are still provisions in every day. I preached it two weeks ago that most of life, it seems to me, is a mixed bag. I I think... Almost every day of my life, I could look around and find some good things that are happening, but I can find some bad things that are happening. Even on my worst days, I can say there's a lot of bad things happening, but there's still a couple good things happening. But even on my best days, I can look around and say there's a lot of good things happening, but if I wanted to focus on one bad thing that was happening, I could. Most of life is is a mixed bag. It's mixed emotions. It's mixed results. It's mixed outcomes. That's why God instructed them to praise Him with the palm, but also with the willow. Because I'm going to praise Him in the good days, and I'm going to praise Him on the bad days. Because most days that I look at in my life, there are good things going on and there are bad things going on. And if I reserve my rejoicing, my gladness, my worship, and my praise until everything was good in my life, I would never give God a praise because there's good days and there's bad days. But I'll tell you, there's a blessing and a provision and a reason to give God a praise in every single day. Rarely will you ever look at your life and say everything is good. Rarely would you ever look at your life and say everything is bad. But truly in every day there is a blessing.
We already saw that every day God is with us. That's worth praising Him for. We already saw that every day God's goodness and mercy is chasing us down. That's worth giving God a praise for. We know that God is providing for us every single day. The Bible says when they were in the wilderness that they would wake up and manna had fallen. Manna was there just like the dew of every morning. There was enough for everybody in the family. Every single day they would go out and and gather as much manna as they needed because God's provisions are new every day. He said the birds of the air, they don't store up in barns. They don't go plant seeds. But God knows that they're hungry and God feeds them every time that they're hungry. I want to tell you God knows what you need. God knows when you're hungry. God knows right where you're at and He has new provisions. He has new manna. He has new provisions Every single day. Each day the Lord wakes us up with a new sunrise. I want to show you in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. Every day the Lord wakes us up with a new sunrise. It says, though the Lord's mercies, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. So His mercy and His compassion is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So His mercy and His love and His faithfulness, it's new every day. There's more love every day. There's more compassion every day. There's more mercy every day. His faithfulness is renewed every single day. His mercies are new every morning. I don't know if there's been days where you felt like I used a lot of God's grace yesterday. I used a lot of God. I heard one amen. I, there's probably, there should have been more. Uh, I used a lot of God's grace yesterday. I used a lot of God's mercy yesterday. I used a lot of God's love yesterday. I used a lot of God's faithfulness yesterday. I tried a lot of His patience yesterday. Here's the good news. It's new today. It's new every morning. It's replenished. It's refilled. It's refueled every single day. That's a blessing in today. Each day the Lord wakes us up with a new sunrise. Deuteronomy 33, 25, it says, As your days are, so shall your strength be. The NIV said, your strength will be equal to your days. I love that. I like the way that says it. Your strength will be equal to your days. As your days are, so shall your strength be. What's that saying is, as long as your journey is, I'm filling your gas tank. As long as the race is, I'm giving you strength. As far out as the finish line is, I'm giving you endurance. I'm giving you strength. I'm giving you everything you need. Here's the blessing of today is God has already provided grace Mercy, food, manna, bread, goodness and mercy, strength, endurance. I feel like I could preach a little bit if somebody would help me. God has already provided the strength that you need. He's already provided it. So did you use a lot of energy to make it through? He's got new energy today. Did you use a lot of strength to get here? God's got a new blessing of strength, a new helping of it all. Each day the Lord wakes us up with a new sunrise. 2 Corinthians 6 and 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
I'll tell you, God has a blessing inside of every day. Do you need salvation today? Do you need forgiveness today? Do you need grace and mercy? Do you need restored, renewed, revived? Today is the day. Don't wait for tomorrow. Today is the day to be forgiven. Today is the day to get right with the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. And there's a blessing inside of every day. Third thing is, if He made the day, I can rejoice and be glad in it because He is the author and He's the finisher. That's powerful. He's writing our story and He gets the last word. He gets the last word. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Today's the day of salvation. God gets the final word. Hebrews 12 and 2 tells us, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So my simple word to us on this Thanksgiving weekend is that whether you see good in today or not, whether you feel like there's a stormy wind at your face, or whether you feel like there's a strong wind at your back, If you feel high or you feel low, this is the day that the Lord has made and He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And while I would never tell somebody that there is good in every single incident of life because there is absolutely not, I know that the rain falls on the just and I know that the rain falls on the unjust. I know that rain falls on people that serve God and rain falls on people that don't serve God. But here is the difference between us and them. We stand on the rock solid promise of God that He is authoring everything. That He is doing all things well. That He is bringing all things together. In fact in Romans 8 and 28 it tells us that we know this. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. And so understand this today. God will find a way to use it for your good. God will find a way to lift you up again. God will find a way to turn it all around and it might seem mixed up, but God knows how to put all of the puzzle pieces together. God knows how to heal your broken heart. He knows how to fix your situation. He knows how to forgive you. He knows how to heal you, restore you, repair you, revive you, remake you, and wake it all out to your good and ultimately to move you forward. That's what it means when it says He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Music come. I'm going to close today. You know, I thought about this passage that spans about eight chapters in Genesis. And it's really the conclusion and, and, it, and what's amazing to me if you, if you actually read this story of Joseph is the conclusion of the matter. There's much more written about the conclusion of it than what led up to it. I think it's because as God puts that puzzle together, that, that the beauty of that picture as it comes together is so amazing. 
and you follow the life of Joseph, the Bible tells us that Joseph, he served God from his youth. He was having spiritual dreams even as a youth. God had given him this this special ability, this special gift of the Spirit to be able to not only have dreams, but to be able to interpret them as well. The Bible, the Bible actually never mentions a flaw of Joseph. Only thing we could even say remotely about Joseph is that he was a very gifted individual and he, he was gifted and, and he would tell his brothers about how gifted he was and, and his, his father showed him favor and all of those things. And so even in his youth as he was serving God, even in his youth as he was having these spiritual dreams, even in his youth as he was having big faith and great faith and, and and, and, and having these tremendous dreams that God uh, was calling him, that God was using him, that God was, was going to elevate him and promote him. He was having all of these dreams. He, he went and told his brothers, he said, I had this dream where, where uh, my crops were elevated and all of your crops fields were around me and they, they all began to bow towards me. And he said, he said, then I had, I had another dream where uh, I, I, I was the center of the universe. I was the center of the solar system. And all of your stars, they, they surrounded mine. But then all of them stars, they, they weren't as bright as mine was. But even in all of those dreams, believing and having faith that God was going to promote him and that God was going to use him. It seemed like chapter after chapter in his life, day after day in his life, year after year in his life, decade after decade in his life, there was no promotion, but there was only demotion. He was his father's favorite, but then he was was thrown in a pit. He was left for dead. Reuben said, no, we can't do this. Judah pulls him out of the pit. All of a sudden, the the Egyptian caravan comes by and they say, let's sell him into slavery. So he goes from being his father's favorite son to being thrown in a pit. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, now he's he's sold into slavery and sent off to a foreign land to be forgotten about. And they made up a story to tell dad, hey, Joseph, we don't know what happened to him, but but hey, here's here's what we found in the field. And it it was a coat. It was something they were trying to deceive their father with. And now he's in this caravan, he's in slavery, he's in Egypt, and he's beginning to gain some trust. And all of a sudden, Potiphar's wife lies about him. Just as he was starting to eke his way up the ladder, get a rung or two up the ladder, all of a sudden right back down. Now he's in prison. He's a baker and a butler. They both have dreams. They can't help him out. They ask him to use the gift that God gave him to be able to interpret the dream. He interprets these dreams. He's forgotten about. One of them dies. Ultimately, one of them says, you know what? In the court of Pharaoh, they say, you know what? When I was in prison, there was somebody that had a gift of God in their life where they could discern dreams. Let's see if Joseph can discern this. Joseph was able to discern the dream and I'll tell you that God is the God of seven years of plenty but he's also the God of seven years of famine. 
God is the God of the pit, and He's also the God of the palace. God is the God of slavery, but He's also the God of freedom. No matter what you're walking through, God is still God. God is still on the throne. God is still in charge. He still made the day. And if God made the day, I should be able to give Him praise in the middle of every day. I should be able to give Him a praise and a worship in the middle of everything. Here's what I love in Genesis 50 and 20. His brothers come before him and there's this whole thing of Joseph disguising himself and 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 he doesn't they don't dis, they can't discern who he is it's been so many years he recognizes them he comes to them but they don't have Benjamin with him who was his mother's only it was only his 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 100% brother and he says don't you have another brother and they're thinking how does he know this I want to see your other brother bring them all here they bring Benjamin he asks about his dad is your he asks them he says is my is your father still alive he was asking is my father still alive but they didn't know that at the time there were a couple times where he had to he had to dismiss them and and escape into a secret chamber because he was so overwhelmed with emotion he was moved to tears just as he began to see God bringing everything together for his good and he realized that in this moment that the pit had a purpose that the prison had a purpose and now he's in the palace and it has a purpose and he tells him this in that moment as he sees that all of it come together he says you meant it for evil against me but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is This day, this day, to save many people alive. And he realized that all of it had a purpose, that God brought it all together in my life. And as he saw the salvation of the Lord, not only that it saved him, but that it saved his family, that his father was still alive, that he had the power to send resources and wagons of provision to his father. In that moment, he realized God did all of all of those days brought me to this day. And I want to tell you that your life is the same way. All of those days will bring you to this day to see the salvation of the Lord. Stand with me. I think that's worth rejoicing today. Just to say this is the day that God has made. Remind yourself. Remind the enemy. This is the day the Lord has made. No matter what's in it, God's in it with me. No matter what I'm facing, God's in it with me. No matter where I travel, goodness and mercy is following me. And God is the author of it all, and He's certainly the finisher of it, and He will have the last word. And so when you understand this is the day the Lord has made, it's easy to rejoice in it. Would you bow your heads with me today? Lord Jesus, I just pray, God, that faith would arise. Lord, I pray that as your word goes forth, God, that you would lift us up to know that this is the day that you have made. And that all things work together to bring us about to that day of salvation. And we trust you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. How many would just lift up their hands? Once again, thank you so much for listening. Share this message with a friend. And don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.